All right, Luke, we're actually doing it. We definitely are, Omar. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing all right. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're committing to doing the podcast again. At first, I thought you were just going along with this crazy idea. You're making it sound like it was your idea? Well, you, it, it was your idea, but I felt yes. like I actually fleshed it out more. I talked about timing. I talked about how we would do it. And you're the one with the podcasting room. That's right. So I'm going to take credit. New year. New you. New year. New you. New year. New you. New, new, new you. Okay, well, we're here and... We've made good on our promise as well to have a guest with us. Yeah, absolutely. We should introduce him, right? Yeah. Steve? Hi. How are you? I am great. I'm honored to be here. Steven Kerrig is here. That's correct. I'm German. It's 50%, nice. so. The last I'm name. 50% German, and my name ends with an IG as well. Guten Tag. What? You think <laughs> maybe our ancestors were friends in the old country. I, I hope so. Do you know any Germans, any Kerrigs that go, can you trace it? There is uh, Walter Kerrig who wrote a book called Zotz. It's Z-O-T-Z exclamation point. What's Zotz? I have no clue. I know what Zotz are. They're this German candy. You bite into them and there's this like fizzy uh, stuff. Do you know those little eggs? Yes, the, the Kinder eggs. Kinder eyes. Oh, those are Which amazing. are now banned in the United You can't Why? bring them into the United States because people would sue because it's a chocolate egg and inside is a yellow capsule. And inside this capsule is a toy, mm -hmm. often with very tiny parts. That very you, tiny. That you put together. And I think it is assumed that the stupid American children might just eat the whole thing right, and right, right. choke on it. So but how do you it's not just an assumption. They actually would. Yeah, how do you get to the middle? Do you actually put the chocolate egg in your mouth, suck off the chocolate, and then take out the middle part? That's my preferred method, but okay. I think you can do it a lot of different ways. How would Germans do it? There must be an efficient way, and they know how to do it. Let's hear it. Yeah, I think um, Albert Einstein said, like, you spend, like, 99% of your... Like, if you had four hours to live, you'd spend most of the time planning how you're going to survive, and then like the last 1% of the time actually doing it. Hmm. So I think there'd be a lot of discussion and, uh, yeah, an efficient solution that I think would involve um, tools. Yeah, and Einstein, he was just following orders. <laughs> That's right. Is that, <laughs> up? <laughs> Is that an atomic bomb joke? No, it's just straight up Nazis. Oh, okay, I got it. All right. <laughs> kinder eggs. Well, maybe someday, Steve, we could go to the old country and, and share a kinder egg. I would, we could, we could do the podcast there perhaps, like... Oh, so I can come? Oh, for sure. I oh, think, great. I mean, I, I imagine you guys have like a, a plan set out for how the podcast is going to run. And perhaps in year three, that is when you start going to different countries. Yeah, we're taking it on tour for sure. The show needs to go on the road. Great. We, we always say it. Okay, would... but in the here and now, that's pretty far ahead. Yeah. Can we right. at least focus, Omar, on what we were thinking about rebooting the show? We had a set of problem areas and, and um, just topics that we wanted to make sure we covered. Yeah, improvements, if you will, right? We, we need to make sure that in 2016, we, we become better people before we hit 2017. Yeah, it's important. Growth mindset. You can always be better. 
so that's why we brought you, Steve. I mean, you know, we know you. You live in D.C. We've we've known you for well, you've known Steve long for about a few years. years yeah. yeah, and we trust you, man. We trust your judgment. You seem to be put together. You know, a good head on your shoulders, if you will. Thank you. I did just get a haircut. Yeah. Good hair on your head, man. You guys pretty well coiffed. That's why we thought we would have you be the very first person to draw from the hat of inadequacy. All right. That's right. So we put together a list of our strongest inadequacies into a hat, and we would like you to select one that we can discuss today. Right. Sounds great. All of them equally valid, but the one that we're going to talk about today will be a random selection done by Steve. So please, select, Steve. I can confirm that it's being shuffled right now in a random order. The inadequacy is cooking. 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 All right. So this is something you both are acknowledging this is an inadequacy for you. Uh, yeah, it is, I, to be honest. It's I, an area for improvement. Exactly. Maybe I not. Yeah, that's right. We. I, I'm I, just going by what the hat's called. No, no I, I cook, but I would like to cook more often and better. So, so let's, let's, I guess, start off and ask you, Steve, do you cook? Um, I can cook. I feel like I don't cook super often. I used to live in a house with four other people. Um, they were friends from college. And I think having an audience to cook for is super important. Because when it's just me in my apartment, I'm like, eh, that, I'm not that important. So this house that you lived in, it was a reality show? It was a reality show. Um... You had to graduate from the University of Maryland mm -hmm. and then decide to live in a giant house across from Walter Reed Medical Center. Wow. And the, and the audience was, of course, coast to coast. Yes. Cameras everywhere. So I guess you share inadequacy then. You want to cook more. Yeah. I think the frequency is important. I feel like I have like a few dishes that I can cook well, but I would, I would love to learn more. But when it's just me, after work, I am not interested in doing something elaborate. I actually like cooking, and I don't mind cooking just for myself, because... Is that a choice? I mean, do you have an option to cook I'm for others? I'm not following orders. What? Do you have an option to cook for others? You make it sound like you don't mind cooking for yourself. I like cooking for other people, too. The, the point is, all day long, all the live long day at work, what am I doing? Staring at glowing rectangles. Whether it's my computer screen, my extra monitor, my phone, playing, nothing but glowing... Playing Tetris. Nothing but trying... Uh, Rectangles? Did I say triangles? I got one of those new... Yeah, yeah. He, said, he said rectangles. Don't worry, you got your ge geometry down. Okay. But when I come home, I like doing something with my hands that doesn't have anything to do with the eye strain of constantly staring at a screen. Uh, so, whereas I get home, so I'm a teacher, um, and I am like intensely socializing all day, where I want to get home, and I don't, during the school day, I don't have a chance to really check email that much, to like, like email chains... For one, I don't know. Do people do email chains anymore? I feel like it might be group text now. It's so 2012. Yeah, seriously. Either way, I during the school day, I can't be involved in those things. So I like need some drone time when I get home. Um, and so I'm happy to like stare at my phone or binge on Netflix or Hulu for a little while. And then at some point feed myself. Well, what if you had an iPad set up with the recipe? And, or maybe even like a cooking show that helps you along as you're cooking. Would that, would that sort of do both for you? You can make your meal, but then also get your, your screen time. I do like the screen time. And it's not just screen time. There's like some intense laziness that I'm connecting mm. to this as well. Um, so perhaps if I could move like my couch into my kitchen, mm -hmm. I think that would be helpful. Um, move my TV into my kitchen as well. An iPad actually would be a decent workaround though. Steve, I, you just hit on something huge. 
I, I feel like nobody has thought about this before, but why doesn't anybody cook sitting down? Like, a, standing is a bitch, right? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people don't want to cook because they don't want to stand around in the kitchen all day. Fuck no. No. Not just sitting, but in a reclined position. It, even better. I, I'd be kind of weird for the chopping, but for other parts, like if you're like whipping Mashing. Egg, yeah. Muddling. As soon as you said sitting down, I am remembering a sixth grade teacher I had. She was a reading teacher, and she was a little overweight, uh -huh. and she just sat down the whole time. The only time she ever stood to teach us was like when she was being observed, and then she would get out of her rolly chair and scrawl some things on the board. Jeez. So okay. I, I, I have some bad memories associated with it, All but right. technology is so amazing now that maybe it's not something I should just right. totally put on. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm open to the idea that people don't sit down and cook for a reason, so maybe that's why, because... You know, especially if you're cooking really fatty food and you're eating it, if you're just sitting down the whole time, that's just a recipe for disaster. That's no, no pun intended. Hey, <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah. Not such a great lifestyle choice, and it, it's a strange thing to explore. Back to the drawing board. Omar, what what have you made recently that you were happy with, possibly from scratch or otherwise? So I, I feel like the problem I have, the, the bubble I'm in when it comes to cooking, is that I'm, I'm very ethnically appropriate with my recipes sure yeah yeah I, cl I cook either arabic food or indian food and don't deviate from that very much at all mm -hmm. and I, I the excuse i give myself is like well i I'm, i know those meals my mom cooked arabic food my dad cooked indian food but i'm kind of afraid to make something like a germanic dish that's because germans eat meat i was gonna say when when you say germanic dish i was like uh brats okay or sauerkraut I can't even say it properly. Kraut. Kraut. Sauerkraut. Kraut. <laughs> or a kinder egg. I couldn't make one of those. those. That's intimidating. Oh, I would love... Maybe So maybe that's the workaround for kinder eggs is we just have to manufacture them in the U.S. Mm. Something that can be for a future episode. But the point is it's not going to be me who's manufacturing them. Because I'm afraid to cook outside of my... my uh, outside background. of your comfort zone. So, so far it's been Arabic and Indian. Thinking trade routes... I'm thinking Marco Polo. What would Marco Polo cook? Well, I would say Filipino food, but that's where he died, not necessarily where he got into a kitchen. <laughs> right, and I'm not sure he cooked anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably had a cook on the ship, who, I'm also, who also died in the Philippines, I'm sure. All I can think of is, like, oranges for scurvy. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So uh, maybe more fruits? I, I hear you. <laughs> gotta, gotta stay healthful or healthy. I actually don't like Healthful! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's one of Luke's classic grammar bugaboo. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about this? Because, please. I think when people say healthful, it sounds just... I, I think that person is an asshole. But you think because... Oh, even though they're grammatically hostile guests! I know, I know. So wait, wait, let me, let me see if I understand. Because they're grammatically correct, so you're saying they're an asshole. So let's... Let's assume that I'm ignorant, which I am. For years and years, Walk it back. healthy, people just said when they were describing things of this nature, they would say healthy. But I feel like it's in the last couple of years, the word healthful has kind of come into the vocabulary. So I see it as like this weird word that doesn't fit. So if there's a, a grammar mistake I'm making, I, I would appreciate a correction. And that's what the grammar Nazis are here for. You know we're only following orders. In the same topic as healthful, healthy... Has anybody seen what the word of the year is for 2015? The word of the year I saw is they. To do away with saying everybody pick, pick up his or her pencil. 
Just everybody pick up their pencil. So a gender neutral pronoun. Yeah. Which flies in the face of what we grammar Nazis used to hold dear. It just shows that language is evolving. So I get what you're saying about healthy, healthful. Point is, if you get online searching for recipes to cook a good meal and you want a healthful meal Mm -hmm. and you search healthful, you're not going to get that many recipes. You guys search for healthy recipes. All the recipes, I think, would just have quinoa in them. Exactly. Okay, so you're saying for the most bang for your buck in terms of an internet search for new recipe ideas, going to need to lower the bar a little bit. That's right. They know how to cook. They don't know how to write English. Who's they? (laughs) They gender neutral they. Okay. (laughs) So, Luke, what is, do you, so Omar, it feels like there are, Areas of cooking that are outside of his comfort zone. Is there an area you're looking to improve in? I just, at any given moment, I want to take my items I have currently in my pantry and be able to mix them into new combinations. So here's some things I've got. Cheese Whiz, uh, ramen noodles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, wasabi peas. Okay. And uh, you know, Pocky, men's Pocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, Japanese, the, the Japanese. Treat, like a stick with a little chocolate. Yeah, it's like in. a graham cracker stick with chocolate dipped on it. It's fantastic. And that's it. That's it. Okay, that's so I, I, I think I got it. Ready? Okay. All right, Go. so you take the ramen noodles. You cook, you put them in boiling water for about two minutes. You al, take, dente, al dente. Al dente, yeah, definitely al dente, because you're going to cook them a little longer later. You, you take the cheese whiz, right? Mm-hmm. Cheese whiz, you, you put it in a frying pan, kind of saute it just a bit so that it, it loosens up, because, you know, it's usually kind of firm with all the, the uh, preservatives. Loosen up. Loosen I up. never thought of it that throw way. The, throw the ramen back in, break up some wasabi peas over it, get a little spice. Mm-hmm. You get spicy Japanese mac and cheese. It even rhymes. And you've already got your built-in dessert. Yeah. chocolate stick thing. Exactly. And Omar's thinking outside the box. Oh my god, I just did. Japanese mac and cheese. Did I not just MacGyver that meal? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> you are the MacGyver of cooking. That was, I, it just came to me. It was like Let's try it again. Steve, give him like five ingredients. Oh dear lord. It was a moment of inspiration. I don't know if I can do it again. All right. I'll, I'll try it, I'll try it. Give uh, me five, I'll try it. All right, balsamic vinegar. Okay. Um, frozen shrimp. Got mm-hmm. it. Omar, you can toss some things in here as well. I have a, a lot of shallot. I thought I was going to use it, so I bought a whole bunch from Whole Foods. And the thing is, you only ever need, like, a little bit, and yeah. they give you a whole bunch. Exactly. So, shallot, put that on the list. Let's put shallot on the list as well. Um, brownie mix. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... You need some sort of grain. Do you have any grain? Grain. Um, yeah. Let's, uh... Can I add one? Yeah. All right. Uh, a rice aroni mix. I have a whole box of the rice aroni mix. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. So San Francisco treat. Mm-hmm. Balsamic vinegar. Frozen shrimp. Yep. Shallot. Shallot. Brownie mix. Brownie mix and rice aroni. And rice aroni. <clears throat> Jeez, you really got, you really got me over a barrel here. Yeah, I, <laughs> sounds easy to me. I don't know. If you wanted to go, go ahead. But I got, it, I got it down. Omar, let's hear it. You're on a roll. Yeah. Come on, MacGyver. You sure? Yeah. Okay. So you obviously you start with your grain. You cook the rice from the rice aroni box. Hold the packet. It's gonna come back later. Don't worry. <laughs> Thing. While while that that rice is cooking, start chopping up the shallot, mm-hmm. and open up your brownie mix. Now the brownie mix will let it aerate. Let it aerate. That's right. Okay. Because it's probably been sitting there for a while. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like brownie mix is something good to have on hand. Yeah, it is. It is. But you've got to let it aerate if it's been in there too long. Yes. So you chop up the shallot. You take the brownie mix and you sort of powder the shallot. Trust me, when you start cooking that down, it's going to caramelize like you've never had it before with a hint of chocolate, but it's going to be tasty. 
It's like a bit of a mole. It's a mole, exactly. Thank you. All right, so then you bring your shrimp out because you want to have that contrast. You have the, the sweet shallot, and then you're going to get some shrimp and some balsamic vinaigrette to give it that tanginess. The little tang. Exactly. Yeah. You cook those together. The rice is probably done by then. And you just put all of that on the bed of rice, open the seasoning packet from the rice roni, and sprinkle that on top to give you a little bit of you know, that sodium kick that you need. <laughs> and a, an herb blend. Exactly. And then you call Luke to get some more of that pokey. Because you do need a dessert, and there's uh, just nothing left. I was just going to put them all into like a martini shaker and pour over ice. Ah, mm. drinks. Yeah, that's that's a bachelor's recipe. I like it. All right, I, I think we're coming up with a good theme here when it comes to cooking. It's basically start with what you have, and then just put them all together in a way that, that creates a... A melange of international flavors and profiles. Exactly. But what's key then is to, um, you bring out the dish for your guests and reveal the Japanese mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. But then you gotta hit them right th with that. Uh, the moment you reveal it, you need to say, and here is your Japanese mac and cheese. And it erases all confusion as to what the fuck is this? It has a name. I see, so if you name it, then it seems like you know what you're talking about. Like clearly this was by design. Yeah, so I think the theme I'm hearing here is confidence. Mm -hmm. Like you have all these ingredients, you just need to fucking use them. Like Omar, you, had a vision for those ingredients immediately. That confidence is going to live in your dish, and when you present it to your guests with the same confidence, it's gonna go over so well. I, I can't take all that credit, guys. I mean, you, you guys gave me that confidence. I, I wouldn't have been able to do this alone. It's just so nice to know that I have a captive audience to, to believe in what I'm trying to put together. So, can I cook for the two of you? I would be honored. Sure. All right, uh, how, about, how about tonight? Okay. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the store and see what they have in the uh, discount aisle. Yeah, and we'll blindfold you before you go in and just grab what feels right. Guys, I think we, we just agreed to have a three-way date. This is kind of sweet. Oh, man. And one of my goals for 2016 is to go on more dates, so this is, this is really safe space to get started. We really want to thank you for being here on... New Year, New Year, you? Yes, I feel like you've already changed my 2016 in a very positive way, so thank you. And I feel changed and inspired as well, so thank you too. Hell, New Year. New us. Exactly. Again, thanks, Steve. Thanks for being here as always, Omar. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Luke. Peace. Peace.